Hello and welcome to the Busy Mom's Guide to Meditation. I'm your host, Molly Rodriguez, and I can't wait to walk you through all my tips and tricks on how to create a successful meditation practice for yourself and how to incorporate your children into that practice. So, are you ready? This week we are talking about keeping your resolutions. Seeing as we're still in January, this is the prime time for resolutions and also the prime time for many of those resolutions to begin to lose steam and some even get thrown out of the window by now. But what does your resolution have to do with meditation and mindfulness? When you choose your resolution from a place of mindfulness, you tend to be more objective about what is actually realistic and achievable for you. You also tend to choose something that's in line with your goals and your higher self instead of what you think it should be based on external factors, such as deciding to let go of your shame this year instead of having the resolution to lose 15 pounds. On one hand, you want to let go of your shame, so you decide to schedule a session with a therapist. And as you continue seeing the therapist, you start to feel better about yourself. You have a few breakthroughs and start to understand yourself more. Because of this change, you begin a three times weekly meditation practice which then prompts you to pay attention to your body and the emotions that come up in different situations. You distance yourself from people and situations that don't make you feel good about yourself and surround yourself with supportive and loving friends and family and choose activities that make you feel loved and full of life. Then you begin to pay attention to what you're putting in your body, prioritizing whole foods over processed because you've learned that your food can actually influence your mindset. This leads you to feel better about yourself inside and out, and this is measurable by the journal you began to track your progress, and you implemented the changes gradually, which created lasting change. The bonus of this was that as you healed your mindset and began to feel better about yourself, the 15 pounds you felt you should lose fell off without much effort on your part. Then the alternative to this was that you felt you had to lose 15 pounds. Society had it in your face that you needed to get rid of that stubborn baby weight. You began strong. You started going to the gym and eating lots of veggies. But one day you were tired and you didn't feel like cooking. You figured, I've been going to the gym lately and went to McDonald's. The burger and fries that you got, though, only made your body remember the processed foods you used to eat and created a craving. You felt so guilty for eating the bad food that you decided, what's the point? I can't get past these cravings. So you start your previous eating habits back up. This made you more fatigued and your body stopped feeling the want to go to the gym. You skip one day, then another. Soon the shame and guilt of missing the gym gets the better of you and you stop going. Now, this is a pretty drastic scenario, but does it ring true on some level? I know personally, I get into these spirals of the guilt where I just end up feeling like not doing anything. And so sometimes that gets the better of me and I don't. And then after a week or two, I realize that I just have completely thrown the entire goal to the wayside. So without looking at your mindset and helping that first creating this slow change in gradual increments in measurable steps, it's harder to stay consistent and stick to your resolution. So much begins in the mind 
So sit with your resolution for a while. See how it feels in the body. If it feels good in your body when you're just thinking about that change, you can see it happening and break it down into those manageable chunks. That's a really good sign. But if you're trying to see it come to fruition, but are having a hard time seeing it done, how it might play out, how to get there, you might want to try to get to the root of what you actually want or need, like dealing with your shame before trying to lose the weight. Sit with that for a while, play with it in your mind, turning it over and over until it really reveals itself to you. Because I promise that making this slow change will improve your life drastically so much more than that quote-unquote quick fix that a diet will help you with or, you know, the equivalent to whatever your resolution is. The way you can do this, kind of think or feel it in your body, is in a meditation or just thinking about it throughout the day, having it in your mind But try not to obsess over it. Just kind of keep it right there at the back of your mind so that it's on your radar, but you're not obsessively going, okay, but like, what am I doing? What do I need? What do I want? And as your subconscious starts mulling it over, it will give you an answer when you're ready for it. That's to say, it's not going to be like, oh, five minutes, boom, epiphany. I know what I want, what I need. It could take a couple days. It could take a couple weeks. Sometimes you may not be ready for that change. So as you're waiting for it to happen, you're starting to make a little bit healthier food choices, or you are setting aside a specific time for mindfulness every day or every week. And it will come to you how to do this and what you actually need. And I really want you to know, I want this to sink in. Are you ready? Not starting on January 1st does not mean that you've failed. It just means that you're starting on your own time. We get so caught up in these resolutions that have to start on the first that I'll be the first to admit that I've had resolutions and I didn't start them right away on the first. And that meant they didn't start at all. I'm getting a lot better at this. And you can too. If you lose track of your goal also, you can pick yourself up and start again. Just because you had a couple days where you didn't totally follow through doesn't mean you can't pick it back up and try again. I don't care if you have to do this on January 3rd, on February 25th, or even December 10th at the end of this year, you can always pick your goals back up. You can always restart your resolution. The first of the year of the new year is a great time. It's a great portal to start a new cycle. But that doesn't mean it's the only time you can. If you really want to have start of a cycle energy, start on the new moon, the dark moon. Because that also carries in a smaller scale this same energy of starting a cycle. Because as the moon grows, so does your progress, is the idea. And if you're trying to let go of something, let things fall away, 
starting at the full moon is a great time because after this, the moon begins to shrink and therefore release. And so you can work with these energies for whatever your goal is. If you want some, some of that like new cycle energy to help you kind of get into the swing of things. If you did not start right away on January 1st, there's always alternatives. Another way to stay on track is to find a buddy, an accountability buddy. This can be as simple as talking to a friend about your resolution, ask them about theirs, and you can both keep each other determined to reach your goals. Sometimes this can be you guys are working on the same goal, so you can kind of check in on each other, see how you are both progressing, but it doesn't have to be the same. You can definitely get together with a friend, talk about your individual goals and how you're progressing in different ways and keep each other motivated, keep each other moving forward and hold each other accountable just to get there. You know, so it's so much easier when you have somebody cheering you on and it's so much more fun when you're able to cheer them on too. You can schedule a time to check in with them weekly or even monthly just to share wins and challenges and kind of troubleshoot with each other. Before we move into how to work on resolutions with your children, let's do a short practice together to inspect our own resolutions. And if you have a resolution, great. If you still do not have one, think of an intention you have for the year and use that. Are you ready? All right, take a deep breath. And on the exhale, close your eyes. Focus on your breathing without trying to change it. Just notice the quality of your breath. Now. Bring your resolution or your intention to the front of your mind. See it in front of you. Listen to it whisper to you. Or reach out and touch it if you can. Whatever way it shows up for you, just inspect it as it sits in front of you. When you are finished inspecting it, bring it into your body. Invite it in. Feel how it feels in your body. How will it feel when you achieve this goal, this resolution? Can you see the resolution of this goal or intention? Sit with that now. Watch yourself going through the motions to achieve this. If you can't, ask yourself, why not? 
and open yourself to the answer. Let it come to you. Begin to come back to the breath. Wiggle your fingers and your toes. Stretch if you need to. And when you're ready, open your eyes. Now, I hope you got a little more clear or found an answer to while we did this. Feel free to revisit this practice as often as you need or sit with it for as long as you like until you find what you're looking for. Really, we call them New Year's resolutions, but nothing is resolved when we start. And that is really where the incremental goal setting to make sustained progress comes in so that we can achieve the resolution by the time period we set out to do this in. So keep that in mind. It is about goal setting, not the actual resolution itself, because we haven't gotten there yet. Moving on to working with your children. They can be great goal setters, whether they want to read 20 new books this year or learn to run faster. You can help them set their goals. You can teach them how to break it down into manageable steps, talk about how they can track their progress, and be their accountability buddy. Remind them of their goal periodically, help them to achieve it if they need the help, whatever step they're on, and motivate them to keep going. Talk about the wins, talk about the challenges, and make sure to celebrate it. Because as they're going through this, You're teaching them how to break it down so that they don't get that daunting overwhelm that comes with looking at a goal from where you're at now. Because it can seem overwhelming if you don't know how to take those steps to break it down into manageable pieces. So you can do the exercise with them. You can guide them through their imagination to see their goal accomplished. Ask them how it feels in their body. You might be surprised at their answers. Kids can be surprisingly deep sometimes. But if they're being silly about it, that's fine too. You know, it, it, it keeps up with the playfulness of the exercise. Keep them excited about it. Because even if they aren't totally understanding the point of the exercise, doing the imagination games and exercising that imagination It is helping them to get into the mindset of being able to visualize and see their goals coming to fruition. So it's a great one even for younger kids just to exercise their imagination and have fun with it. As always, the main thing is talk to them about it, explain what New Year's resolutions are, why we set them, 
introduce them to intention setting if you aren't big on resolutions. Or if you are, intentions are so great and are a huge part of this. Just talking them through everything, answering their questions is a great way to help them get into this mindset as well. Again, have fun with it. Let your kids remind you not to take it too seriously. It's supposed to be fun because it helps the process. It helps you stay motivated as well if you're having fun. This is an exercise on mindfulness and we do a meditation, but it is about just the mindset as a whole. How does your mindset look around setting intentions? Are you setting them to be realistic? And being honest with yourself about what you really want, what you really need to look at right now in your life instead of what you feel like you should do. So that's all I have for you this week. Next week, we will be talking about mindfulness for the family when you introduce a new member, whether it be a new baby, an adopted child, or even a pet. And I want to give a special shout out to my patron, Misty Rogers. Catch you next week on the Busy Mom's Guide to Meditation.